Welcome, welcome. It is Christmas morning all week. We are entering week one of the NFL season. Welcome to Pat Stands Inc., your home for Patriots podcasts and everything Pat Stands, part of the EMQ locker room. I haven't been this excited since Christmas morning when I was six. Brandon, how you feeling? Uh, yeah, I haven't been this excited for a Buffalo Bills game in a long oh, time uh, tonight. I, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, Patriots week one, though, we're here. It's nuts. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I just cannot wait. It's one of those things I'm like, I wish the game was now, but also I want to watch opening night, you know, the bill, you know, see what's going on with the old bills and the Rams. I just couldn't be more be excited. nice to see the this. bills drop one, drop oh, one right off the bat. Can, can you imagine going into the first week, picking up a game on them? Woo. That would be awesome. This is, we've officially entered the part of the calendar where every aspect of my life revolves around the NFL schedule. Oh, it's unbelievable. My literally, my wife earlier was like, "Oh, there's a, a some some kid's third second birthday party. I don't know. So he's turning two. A kid's second birthday party next Sunday. I'm like, that's great. I'm not going. I'm just yeah, right. It's, it's and I'm like, I we're gonna get into a fight, and I don't care. I'm not going to a three year old's birthday party and watching the Patriots give on my phone like the dudes in the commercial. <laughs> it's the worst. There's nothing so worse annoying. than when you have to go to something. And like, you just don't have a choice. Oh, that's, that's just the worst. But no well, one's making me do anything. It's either she gets mad at me and I stay home and enjoy the hell out of my Sunday, or I go and watch the game on my phone the whole time and she gets mad at me anyway. Well, that's yeah. a no-brainer. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Yeah, we get a football game tonight, a nice NFL football game, and we get mm -hmm. Patriots-Dolphins Sunday. Um, Let's jump right into that. I mean... We both hope the Bills lose tonight. But Patriots, Dolphins, Sunday. Um, some minor things to touch on today. It looks like the Patriots signed Marcus Cannon to the 34. practice squad. 34 older, years old. He's older than us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, three-time Super Bowl champion Marcus Cannon. Hey, well, no one's taking that away from him. He's the man. I think just offensive line depth, uh, leadership in the O-line room. I mean, he's practice squad. I mean, yeah. Is this? Does it concern you? I mean, they brought him in for a workout. It's a little concerning. You bring in a 34-year-old. I'm thinking there might be a lack of veteran leadership on the offensive line right now. Uh, you know, depth we knew was going to be an issue. We did elevate uh, Ferenc, James Ferenc, to the 53-man roster. Not a surprise. Uh, we knew that dude was coming back on the, the practice squad right away when we waved him. And we knew he'd be elevated immediately after we sorted out the injury situations. So that's no surprise there. Uh, but looking through our depth at the O-line, I'm a little nervous, all right? You know, Cannon's not going to step foot on the field if he even made, you know, at all, if unless, you know, something <laughs> I think we'd be in happens. a nightmare scenario Horrible if situation. Was, was playing in a real game. Yeah, right now we got, you know, Kajus is our swing tackle. Chasing Hines, unbelievable, man, making the squad. He's, you know, he, he's going to see some snaps on Sunday. Uh, Isaiah Wynn just permanently has the Q, hey, the red Q. We talked next about to his last name. week. We talked about last week that Isaiah Wynn never practice, never practices. He's practiced this week, Honor. Yeah. He has yeah. practiced. We, yeah, we, broken, yeah. you know? we have a game this week. <laughs> yeah, and he practiced. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. He's still got that permanent Q stamp, you know, the questionable red stamp next to him. Um, I'm Isaiah not more Wynn concerned than I have been. It, Isaiah Wynn has the permanent excuse that it's his back, so you can never really question that. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, my back. Uh, you big guys run big, you know, you gotta be careful. But, uh, no, I don't think O-line is my, my primary concern. The lack of depth is, you know, it's been a 
something in the back of our minds for the last few weeks, but I don't think anything changed, especially, you know, signing Cannon's cool. It's going to have it good to have him back in the building, but my God, I hope he doesn't see the field anytime soon. But I mean, going into the game, the O-line play is kind of my primary concern. The, the top guys, like just, I mean, the way the communication has been in camp, the, the, all the miscues that we've seen, I am very scared about that. I, I hope that it's all clicking coming into week one. Yeah, it's nothing new. I think it's been kind of in the back of our minds. But at the same time, we know that the talent level is there. And I think we're just putting kind of our faith in Belichick and you know the rest of the offensive squad uh, that they're going to have it figured out by week one. The problem is they didn't have it figured out by the end of the preseason. So uh, I might be taking a leap of faith here. Yeah, I and mean, I, we have to, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty much what we're uh, – reliant on is that 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 stuff clicks that they were really just working on things they were never the cohesive full unit out there so it's hard to really judge it but at the the same time if you haven't seen that cohesive full unit out there yet and they're going to run out there for the first time that's not good either especially with the new you know relatively complex offensive line system we're putting in are they going to be ready uh Yes, that's I'm going with yes, and then uh, we'll revisit that after the week one game. The more um, we the more we talk about it, the more con- concerned I'm getting. I I I know well, it's going to be fun. I mean, like you said, I like the personnel. Our 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 guys, I like. I mean, if the question mark isn't right now, um, like any of the young guys, we're talking about veterans that we're worried about. So, I, I think it'll click. I think it'll be all right. It'll be fine, right? I'll just keep saying that. It's, yeah. it's going to be It's going to so be fine. The Patriots also named uh, team captains. Mac Jones obviously gets on it. David Andrews, Slater, McCourty. Um, Bentley stays as a captain. Dietrich Wise, uh, captain. Thoughts on any of that? Yeah, it's cool to see Dietrich Wise get a, get a captainship. It shows that he's becoming one of the leaders of the defense. I think Bentley uh, showed last year that he was you know the emerging leader of the defense, especially with Hightower on his way out. Uh, then obviously, I think Slater's been captain for what 37 years since yeah. 1992. Uh, so pretty cool stuff. Um, it's one of those things, man. How many captains do teams need? Man? Yeah, I, I mean, you think of it as like you, you want a captain of the offensive line, you need your quarterback to be a captain, and then you need kind of you need a linebacker, you need a secondary captain, you need a special, special team. Special, yeah, it's kind of really- it kind of works. You really need it, though. Do you, do you need it? Nah, I mean, I not know. need, but uh, that's kind of the way it works out. A lot of times, that's the guy who's the yeah. communicator on the field, all that. But although Bentley, I, I'm kind of hoping Bentley's not always on the field. I like Bentley a lot in short yardage, run stuffing situations, but he's a liability in the passing game. So, oh yeah, he he's not he's not one of the faster dudes on the field when he's in there. We saw that last year. Uh, the only thing that the captainship really only tells me it's it's for the media to pick apart and just look for things that aren't there. Case in point, the 49ers didn't make Trey Lance a captain, and now it's just all the news coming out of San Francisco. It's like, he's on thin ice. (laughs) Look, they they made their choice. Stuff like that is so ridiculous. Um, All right, let's jump into speaking of things the media uh, is all over. Uh, Let's take a look. The Patriots went down early on Tuesday. Uh, This is the look of the field. Um, Look look at those goalposts. We had to drag those goalposts out. The Patriots are practicing – on a college field that I've never heard of that doesn't have football that is at an airport. Um, mm. It is an interesting situation. Let's this. You'll enjoy this. This is Belichick's press conference at the, at the practice field. Let's have a Time listen. In the NFL. Mm-hmm. So Mike McDaniel has a body at work as a coordinator. 
Uh, there are there are airplanes literally in landing on Bill Belichick's head as he does. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe they're uh, maybe it's just his way of preparing for the crowd noise. That's, uh, I love that spin zone. Uh huh. It's on crowd noise. And the, the fun the fun fact is is this place is uh, this this facility is ninety minutes away from South Beach, so it's not even close to Miami either. I love the spin zone. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, if you can play through jet engines. Uh, you can play through the the Miami crowd noise. Yeah, it, 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 whatever. Uh, of course, the Boston media is saying, "Oh, it's old fashioned." He's panicking. It's like what? Well, He's the panicking? the panicking. I've seen a bunch of the panicking thing. Those are people who have no idea what they're talking about because yeah. this was scheduled two months ago. Yeah. Like this whole trip was organized and scheduled two months ago. So what? What are they? They were panicking then, or what? Belichick does this all the time. When they got the two weeks off, he really likes to get up early and get some practices, especially when you're going somewhere so different than New England. He likes to do it. Yeah, in the summer heat in Miami. Miami. I think think people are used to it only happening like during the season, not week one. Um, But, I mean, it's also a team bonding thing now with camp being at Gillette. The guys aren't actually like in camp together um, like they used to be. They're all at home and they show up at Gillette, practice and go home. and this kind of gives them a little camp together. I think they had a bit of that in Vegas too, but um, I think there's a, there's a lot of it, you know, getting serious about the game, getting used to the Miami heat and weather, et cetera. But I, I think it's all overblown. It'll get blown up big if the team craps themselves and there's complaining or anything, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to winning and losing. You win the game, everyone's going to tuck their tails and shut up and pretend like they didn't call out Belichick. If they lose the game, they'll think they're hot, you know what, and strut around all week saying, oh, we knew Belichick was done. It's just, it's the most knee-jerk reactionary crap from the Boston media that we always get. It's it's a joke. I love it, especially calling it a panic when they organized (sighs) it two months ago. But I do love this. I do love this. Those those. (laughs) Are, those cannot be regulation. Are they're on wheels held with like sandbags or something. Sandbags, it's the sure. H ones, the like the high school ones. Those that's beautiful. I don't see the problem with them. All you gotta do is kick it through. Just don't hit the post, Nick. <laughs> Who cares? Um, yeah, I, I just I loved everything about that. Belichick trying to scream his uh, press conference answer over <laughs> the jet plane uh, in the background. Awesome. Just fantastic stuff. All right, let's talk Patriots Dolphins. Um, let's do it. The Dolphins are favored in this game. Uh, we got Dolphins minus three and a half. I think the line started at like two. Usually a home team's about minus three. So it's sort of a, a toss-up game. Um, what matchups are you looking at? Yeah, big shift. Big shift. If you get over that three mark, you know that the money's been coming in on Miami. If you get that shift above uh, a field goal, you know that people are liking the home team. Uh, one of the big ones, as we all know, is how is how's our defense going to uh, – handle the, the the speed of the Dolphins. They, we know they got some serious speed over there with Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Uh, beyond that, are we going to see it, that speed being utilized in a unique way? Uh, we know Mike McDaniel coming over from San Francisco really likes to do some crazy stuff with the run game, you know, incorporate his you know, receivers, his hybrid type dudes. Uh, are we going to see Hill and Waddle get any of those, you know, stretch runs, jet sweeps, whatever, you know, Mike McDaniel, he kind of prides himself on being the run game guru. Uh, are we going to see a different type of style offense out of them this year? And how's he going to get the ball to those dudes with all that speed when you got a noodle arm quarterback over there? Yeah, I think you'll 
if I were to guess at a guy he would do that with, it would be Tyreek Hill. I could also mm-hmm. see him doing it with Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to want to get Tyreek Hill in space, and I think he'll he'll utilize a lot of different ways of doing that. Historically, Jonathan Jones has covered Tyreek Hill a bunch of times, um, and the Patriots usually do. They've covered Hill in recent years, and they've done really well against Kansas City defensively um, with Jonathan Jones with McCourty kind of over the top of him. And I think that's what they'll do, and I think they'll have Jalen Mills on Waddle. That would be my guess of how they approach this. Um, and I don't hate that game plan. Uh, the problem with, with Hill is you just can't even allow him to get a five-yard slant if he gets away from you a little. You saw what he did to Buffalo at the end of that game uh, last year. He's gone. Just, if you give him a few feet of space, he can break it. Um so it's our secondary is getting a gigantic test right away, and our secondary is kind of what everyone has been, well, at least the corners, what everyone has been a little concerned about with this team or or skeptical about coming into this year. Uh, it's going to be an interesting test for some of the rookies, Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. Um, but I think Jonathan Jones will be on Tyreek Hill most of the game. I don't see – you know, we've talked a ton the last couple of weeks about, you know, our safeties are those hybrid dudes that can come up and play in the box a little bit. I don't see a ton of nece- – that, that it's going to be very necessary this week. Uh, I don't love the classic run game from the Dolphins. I say classic run game, meaning, you know, turn and hand the ball off. Yeah. Uh, their O-line, pro football focus, got them ranked 23rd in the league coming into the year. I don't think it's one of their strong suits. Uh, they did a better, they did a nice job of upgrading from last year, but as we know, they had the worst ranked O-line in the league last year. It was yeah. absolute crap. So if their classic run game sputters and you make them one-dimensional, uh, again, Mike McDaniel, I'm sure, has got some tricks up his sleeve, you know, he had used Debo Samuel in crazy ways that worked so well week after week. We know he'll do that. But if we create a one-dimensional type team for the Dolphins, if they can't run the ball on us, you know, you're, you're just making Bill Belichick's job real easy. He is the king of shutting down a team if he knows you can only do one thing. He is the best at taking down that one thing you can do well. So if they're not able to get the run game going, I think it's going to be a real long day for that offense. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Chase Edmonds isn't exactly like a power runner. Uh, They brought in Raheem Mostert, who definitely knows the San Fran system, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the ball a decent amount. Um, But so we've talked about the things the Patriots are concerned, or Patriots fans and the media are concerned about the Patriots defense with leaving aside the strength of the Patriots defense, the defensive front, full health coming into the season, and Miami's offensive line, like you said, is not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Patriots defensive front might eat them alive. Tua is not good under – I mean, he's not good, period. He's not good under duress. If we can get to the edge, and I think it's going to come down to, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the, with the new captain, Dietrich Weiss, if he can get pressure off the edge, because we know Judon's going to do his job, it's going to be a horrible day for that offense. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Our interior D-line might be the best in the league. I would – dollars to donuts, I think they're the best. Uh, I think we got some guys on our practice squad that legitimately would be studs on other teams. Agreed. I think you could see uh, a bit of I, – I know it's been talked about a lot. It was talked about a few weeks ago. A bit of a real breakout for Christian Barmore right away in this game. Um, with that, like you said, the pressure we have on the outside. With Barmore coming up the middle – um, with Godshaw with him, I mean, I think we could really cause some serious problems to this Miami offense. Don't forget Lawrence, Lawrence guy either, man. That guy was freaking not killing it. Yeah, so I, I think that's part of this game that because everyone's so focused on the Patriots' weaknesses or question marks, a lot of people haven't talked about how much of a mismatch that part of this matchup is. Um, and I think yeah. you could see a lot of pressure on Tua all day. And like you said, Miami struggling to run the ball. 
if we can create that, they're going to be in big trouble because I don't think they're going to be able to throw the ball on us very well. I think one of the X factors, too, in this game, we, we saw an unbelievable preseason out of him. Expectations are high. And for Nee Jennings, the guy was an absolute monster during the preseason, during practices, joint practices. Uh, if we can get that dude to pin his ears back off the edge, uh, I really want to see what he can do. Uh, I 100% agree. I think Jennings is like a big sleeper to show up and have some big games early in the season. Um, as well as Josh Uche, I think I think he could also oh, uh, really show up big uh, on some third downs. Yeah, uh, there was there was no room for Chase Winovich on this team. People wondered why we traded him. We had no, these guys too up slow, and not dynamic. We have a lot mm-hmm. more dynamic players this year. Um, exactly. Also, some of those safeties we bring Kyle Duggar and Adrian Phillips off the edge. Uh, there's a lot to look for on this team. Um, now back to another, you know, question mark, uh, the Patriots offense. How do we think the Patriots offense matches up with Miami? A lot of like ups and downs in camp, um, a lot of ups and downs in the preseason. We've heard almost nothing about the, you know, the actual strength of the Patriots offense with the running game uh, with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson mm-hmm. uh, Montgomery practicing this week. So it sounds like he might be able to play. Uh, and then there's been a lot of ups and downs among the receivers, but what do you think about how the Patriots offense matches up with this Miami defense? Boy, it's going to be one of those games where I think it's all about game plan. I think Belichick's going to kind of take a look at that defense, realize uh, it's not a strong, it's not a very strong defense. They lost Brian Flores, you know, their head coach, you know, big defensive guy. I think their defense takes a step back this year. And uh, Bill Belichick is really good at identifying weaknesses on a defense and exploiting them. Uh, what that is, I am not sure yet. Their defense, man, it's kind of revamped a little bit. Uh, their secondary, like we were talking before the show, is supposed to be uh, one of their strengths. Looking through the depth chart, looking at what they did last year, I just don't see why. I mean, obviously, Xavier Howard's a really, really strong cornerback, but that doesn't scare me very much. Uh, a lot of dudes, a lot of former Patriots, uh, they got for depth. Uh, the front seven. Nobody that really strikes fear in your eyes. They got Melvin Ingram. He's pretty solid. But then you're looking at a Landon Roberts. Uh, I'm just not sure how we're going to attack this game, to be honest. What do you think we're going to do? Yeah, I'm actually – you mentioned a few parts that kind of – like the fact that a Landon Roberts is still listed as a number one linebacker in this league reminds me a lot of us having Hightower and Bentley as our top Mm -hmm. linebackers last year. They could be really slow at interior linebacker. Um they're secondary. People like Miami secondary, but I think it's very top heavy. Xavier Howard's obviously a great player. Um, but like, are you really that scared of the rest of their secondary? I, I, I like um, Brandon Jones at strong safety, but the rest of their secondary is pretty pedestrian. Um, and the Patriots are not, you know, number one receiver focused. So it actually mm-hmm. is to our advantage to play teams that are kind of top heavy in the secondary. You know, oh, what? They take away one guy. Everything's kind of it's still, we have plenty of guys to go to um, running wise. I mean, I just really like the Patriots run game um, coming into this. The Patriots ran the ball fairly well on Miami early in the season last year. Um, and I think Damian Harris has not been unleashed once in training camp. I think he is going to be right away. Uh, I think the Patriots come out with something to prove offensively with all of the talk all uh, summer about their offensive struggles. I think a lot of that has ignored how much their running game creates their passing game strength, play action, things like that. 
Did yeah, anyone just? Wait, have, I just had some crazy beep thing happen. Would you, wait, we got an email there. What was I have that? No idea what just happened. I had some crazy beeping happening. It scared the <laughs> ever living out of me. Um, but the point being, I think I think um, the offense opens up a lot more when you bring in the real run game um, and play action and all that. And I'm not. I don't find Miami's defense that great. And you know they were like third in the league in blitzing last year, but they don't have Flores anymore. So who knows yeah. how that's going to change. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think about particular matchups there? Uh, well, you mentioned that uh, Damian Harris, he, he's he's going to have fresh legs. Him and Stevenson are gonna, just going to be the one-two monster. I think we're going to run the ball fine. I really think we're going to be able to get the ball down the field. Man, I hate to bring it back, though. Mac Jones made some decisions in the preseason that you'd say rookies usually make, but he didn't even make as a rookie last year. He was very, very secure with the ball. didn't seem like he was felt pressured to do anything too much with it. Uh, really intelligent with his decision-making, even if it was simply to throw it away. We didn't see that out of him this year. We didn't see that out of him much in practice. Those joint practices. We saw a lot of frustration boil over. Of course, Boston media talks about how he, maybe he's a head case. He got upset sometimes at Alabama too. It's like, dude. Yeah. Do you, did you remember watching Tom Brady on the sidelines? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady yeah. was a lunatic. The absolute lunatic, but that, that lunatic got it done. Uh, yeah. No, if that guy was in there just okay with being, with failing, I think we'd have even a bigger issue. No, we need, we need somebody that's out there that wants to win, wants to be successful, and it's going to, not going to quit till he is. Uh, the problem is, though, I mean, I really want to see how many, how many good decisions he makes compared to how many bad decisions he makes tomorrow. You know, he's still in his second year. Uh, it's his, what, 17th, 18th game starting. Uh, he's still young. And we are not built to – we got to take the leash off. We're not built for a rookie quarterback anymore. we got to have him step up and, you know, make those throws on third down when we need him. You know, we're going to put him in good situations. We're going to run the ball. We're going to create third and shorts for him. Uh, but we just can't have those bad decisions like we saw, particularly against the Oakland Rookers. Las Vegas Raiders, where he throws into traffic, felt panicked, uh, and just makes a really bad decision. Uh, yeah. are, you, are, you, are you are you concerned about this dude at all? I'm going to be honest. I'm not. Uh, I was yeah. concerned at the time a little bit because it was really all we had to talk oh. about was you watch that and you're excited about football and that doesn't look good, you know? And you have a, a guy coming into a second year who you want to see improvement from. But, you know, the more I think about it, especially going into week one, you know, you get optimistic again. But like I said, without the developed running game. I mean, so much of last year's offense was the running game earning the passing game and, and our running game making defenses have to be honest up front. Um, and then Mac Jones being able to be patient and pick them apart. Now in the preseason, we never really had a cohesive offensive line unit out there. Mac Jones is trying to run a passing game where he's only got a few possessions to make something happen. And, and they're, they're not loosened up by the run. And he's forcing stuff because it's frustrating and you want something to happen in your few opportunities. Now he's got a full game to manage um, with the full allotment of, of players, the whole offensive line, the whole unit's going to be out there. Um, we're going to be running the ball early. Mac Jones has been a great play action passer. Um, and I just think he's going to settle in and get comfortable and uh, advance to the guy that he can be. Um, and speaking of that, another thing that gave me a little boost of confidence was, did you see Tom House's comments? Tom yeah. House, famous quarterback coach. He's yeah. coached a lot of the the greats. Um, he kind of does a lot of offseason arm training and stuff with QBs. Coached Brady, coached a lot of other guys. Uh, this week, he was talking on some podcast about how he worked with Mac Jones in the offseason. And he said, I'm not kidding. You haven't seen anything near this kid's ceiling. The sky is the limit for Mac Jones. 
That's funny um, because coming out of college, he was one of those guys they say uh, he's kind of a low ceiling. Yeah, guy. low ceiling. High floor, low ceiling, yeah. And and Tom House, a guy who would know, said, <laughs> we haven't seen anything close to this kid's ceiling. And that made me reinvigorated That's completely. Exciting. That's beyond exciting. You mentioned uh, all the types of stuff we're going to do on offense. Who's making those calls? Who's mm-hmm. calling the play action? Who's making these calls? That is a great question. I do not know. Um, mm-hmm. If I were to bet, I'd say Bill Belichick is. Mm. Um, my second bet would be Matt Patricia, but yeah. I think with so much going on, um, I think Bill has faith in Mayo, um, to handle the defense and Steve, uh, to help handle the defense. I think Matt Patricia needs to focus on the offensive line right now, if that's what he's focused on primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming to week one, it's not time to mess around or experiment anymore. Um, if Bill is confident in the people calling the defense, he can let that be theirs. And he can come grab the play sheet and call the offensive plays. I was gonna say, are you saying Bill Belichick's gonna have that big play sheet I covering his is. face? Man, that's gonna be in, that's gonna be uh, interesting. That that's a bold prediction from your boy B Mac here. <laughs> um, I think we will see Bill Belichick on the sideline calling the offensive plays. I'm gonna say Matt Patricia, but man, I, who knows? Who freaking knows? I mean, I think if it's not if it's not Belichick, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Joe Judge. I just think Patricia, if he's gonna be the offensive line coach, you can't be. You can't do both those things. No. Uh, it's too important to have the offensive line's communication. It, it changes every possession. They have to have meetings on the sideline between possessions, talking about blocking calls and adjustments. I just don't like the idea of him trying to handle both those things. Yeah, but it could become it could come back to how uh, you know Mayo, you know, his linebackers coach last year. You, they always have those secret coaches. So you know, yeah. if Patricia's calling the plays. You know, they have a secret line coach that they've had the whole year that he feels confident in. Now I'm not saying that's going to be the yeah, case. Yeah, the confidence part is what, you know. That, I'm not fun. saying that's the case, but if Patricia's calling the play, somebody that Bill feels is qualified and ready uh, to do the job is going to be helping out with the offensive line. Again, yeah, and as much as I think a part of it is as much as we hate on Matt Patricia, and I, I am not a big Matt Patricia fan, I don't think it's fair to expect him to coach the offensive line and play call the plays the whole game especially in his first year coaching offense. I just think that's crazy. Belichick's smarter than that. Like at yeah. the end of the day, we're like, dude, what are we, what are we talking about? Are we trying to outfox the Fox here? Like he's at the same time, we don't know who's calling place for us tomorrow. Yeah. It's Sunday. a wild thing. And I know it's something the media's ate up and I'm so excited to play a real football game to make them move on from this particular subject. Um, they won't, but if the offense <laughs> is successful this week, they, they have to let it go a little bit. Um, because the picture they have painted, this offense should score six points and have four turnovers, and it should be a train wreck. So oh, they uh, think at least it, they've it, made it, expectation low. Yeah, no, they think Max going to go eleven for forty for with three picks, and we're going to lose thirty to six. You know, uh, which is never the case. We are always a competitive ball club, man. We are competitive when Cam Newton is the quarterback. So exactly, we're going to be yeah, that's fun. talk about a coaching performance that no one gives him credit for. Incredible mm. that we <laughs> we were almost a five hundred team. Wild. Um, all right, let's talk about as a whole. Uh, what? How you think the game's gonna go? We got <sighs> Dolphins are minus three. Three um, and a half. That's the three line on the game. Yeah. Um. So, wh- wh- how, what kind of game? High scoring, low scoring, scoring early. What's it gonna look like? Yeah, I think it's going to be that low to mid-scoring affair. Uh, we never, ever do well going into Miami. It's well documented that we are just not very, very successful in South Beach. Uh, I think this game is going to be a barn burn. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be uh, two teams going back and forth. 
two defenses potentially going back and forth, keeping them in the game. I think it's going to be a really close, fun game. I don't think anybody's going to be running away with this one. I got the, you want, are we doing final scores now? Yeah, give me your final score. Give me what you got. All right. Right now, I honestly think Patriots win the game 24 23. We are on like the exact same page. And if you remember last year's opener against Miami, um, it was a grinded out possession for possession game. There was like, there was like 10 possessions in the whole game because yeah. both teams put mm-hmm. together really slow, methodical oh. drives, okay. but both defenses were sort of bend, but don't break. And the Patriots were going in to win that game. And Damian Harris fumbled on like the two yard line, if you remember, or they would have won the game. I think it's going to be an extremely similar game to that where both offenses are somewhat meticulous, um, caring about every yard. The defenses stop the big plays, um, keep everything in front of them type thing. And it comes down to what team doesn't make uh, big mistakes. Um, and I think the Patriots capitalize by by running the ball, um, by breaking one or two plays, and by uh, the defensive front dominating. Uh, I think something like you do, um, I think the Patriots win 23-20. Um, but again, I think it's a slow, low-scoring game mm-hmm. um, that is is dominated by possessing the football. It could come down to the final drive. It really could. Man, can you imagine Mac Jones down two or tie game with about a minute and a half left at the 30-yard line? See what the, dude, see what the dude's got. Don't get me excited. No, oh, I know. I'm all... Do not Football. Get me oh um, all right. So, so Sunday in Miami. Uh, do you got to oh. pick for tonight? What do you got? I, I just did a show picking tonight, but what are you picking tonight? Yeah, I like the Bills to cover tonight. I like the Bills in the under. I saw okay. you, you and Zach did a great job on EMQ bets, man. It got me real excited. Uh, I'm on the bills in the under as well, but I, mm-hmm. I'd be very happy to be wrong. I, I hope the Rams win the game. Absolutely. All right, let's do a little Boston sweep, taking us into the the NFL opener Thursday night and Patriots-Dolphins on Sunday. We got Boston sweep here, though. little Boston sweep I got prepared for you. Uh, we'll start with an easy one. The Celtics are now talking about they're going to sign Carmelo Anthony. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Okay, so first it was Durant, now it's Carmelo Anthony. I think they're just doing everything in their power to piss off the fan base. I don't know what I don't know what's getting into these guys, man. We are set for the future. We are probably the most set set up team right now to be 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 successful for years to come, and we're just throwing paint at the wall. Uh, Is Carmelo Anthony even good? Any not even good? Is he average anymore? I don't I don't even know. I have no idea. Um, All I do know is that this man has played like 16 years in the NBA and he's won one playoff series. Wow. This is a loser. This is a man who loses. Hey, he won Uh, in college, Syracuse. Yeah, good good for him. I do not want this guy. I think he could be poisoned mentally for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just in terms of he's he's an individual. He's a player who cares about himself. I don't want his his aura or his, his mentality to rub off. I don't want him to be the leadership veteran. They look to for inspiration. You think of a seasoned leader, you know, veteran leader. You don't think of Carmelo Anthony. No. And I, all I think is he's going to be telling Tatum to go to New York or something. Probably. You know, I don't want that guy in our locker room at all. It just seems Um, unnecessary. Yeah. Second, second part of the, but yeah, no Carmelo, please. That guy just lose. You can find a different guy to, do t- play 10 minutes and take a few threes. For cheap, yeah, for wage. Yeah. Um, Red Sox call up Tristan Cassis. 
prospect. He hits a homer. And they also give Kike a one-year extension. <laughs> now are we excited about the future? What it was like I think they gave him a one year, like I think it was like ten one year, million. Ten mil. Ten mil, yeah. My God. Uh, Look, they're really investing in the future, Connor. I, did you see uh there was a little interview, a quick interview with Kike? He 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 kind of dropped a few hints that there might be a big offseason coming. Dude, that dude is spewing what the owners and the GM want him. They basically said, We're gonna give you ten million dollars and you're gonna be our little puppet, and you're gonna go out there and pretend like we're we know what we're doing, we know what's going on, the future's bright. Kike, no one's buying it, buddy. Uh, the reason no one's buying it is that we just extended Kike Hernandez for a year. We are in so they, much trouble. In, in that they've like pumped that out in the media. Like we're supposed to be excited. Like I like Kike Hernandez. Um, fine, fine. And we don't have a center fielder on the team. There's no real, and there's not really much prospects of us having one very soon. Uh, Duran is one of the worst players I've ever seen. Dude. So please just give Thanks. up on that project. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They're not going to earn the fans' interest at all if they don't extend Devers or Bogarts or both and and make a big pitching signing pretty quickly in the offseason. They're going to do the thing they always do. Well, we're getting sale back, so that's like that's like a signing because we didn't have them last year. They've been saying no, that for not. three straight years. Chris three sale years in a row. is never going to do any – I want him gone. But, it, it, you mentioned like we don't have a center fielder, so it's like, oh, Kike, this didn't happen by accident. This was a, a professional run ball, professionally run ball club. That it's a doesn't 200 have, million dollar. It's a 206 million dollar ball club. It's a uh, hyping, it's, hyping that they gave a one year extension to their utility guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, that's, are you guys bringing Brian Dahlbach back while you're at yeah, it? It's like, come it's, on. Jesus. It's the same, like, God, it's unbelievable. It's the same. It's um, at least. For this year, we were able to give up on the Red Sox well before the Patriots bumped them out of the news. Uh, <laughs> no one cares about them. Yeah. Uh, the final part of the Boston sweep, um, our favorite hero, hometown hero, Patriots hero, Tom Brady. Uh, back in the news, uh, coming into week one, he's been in the news a lot this offseason. He was on a new podcast with Jim Gray. And he gave one of the weirdest answers. I want you to listen to it. Listen to this. This is Tom Brady yesterday. Is you for football, but everybody else has this microscope away, as you just explained. You know, I think you always have. You know, you you have moments that I don't think life is always. You know, the the ultimate joy. I don't think life is always the ultimate pain. I don't think life's the ultimate struggle. I don't think life's the ultimate happiness. I think your life ebbs and flows through, you know, the clouds and through the sun and through the rain and through the, the, the beautiful days and, and you appreciate the moments and you find joy in the little things. And, you know, you find that, you know, like I said, what has football always brought me? Memories, relationships. What in the what? hell was that? He's losing his mind. He, he, he's like trying to be like Matthew McConaughey and like, Ryan Reynolds all rolled up into one. I, I don't know what he's trying to go for anymore, but all these weird uh, psychological. The, the, he's losing his mind, pure and simple. The guy is absolutely losing his mind. I hate to bring other stuff into this, but a lot of reports out there that are gaining steam are that his, uh, his relationship with Giselle is on the rocks. This is not the forum for it. I don't want to have that conversation. I'd want to talk football. But this guy is going through – you forget he's 45. He's going through a midlife crisis. Yeah, I mean, uh, family struggles aside, and, and you hope that, you know, whatever oh, his family issues are, I hope that that's resolved or, or good, you know. 
but or I mean, this, yeah, yeah. this man just went on a, he like tried to make his own like Robert Frost poem that life goes through <laughs> the clouds and the sun and the, the ups and the clouds and the rain. What the hell was he's, that? Little, what uh, the little, hell is he talking about? He's been listening to a little too many Trevor Hall records. If anyone gets that reference out there, good for you. Go check out Trevor I mean, Hall. That was weirder than anything. Any of Aaron Rodgers is like trippy hippie shit. That was crazy. Nobody's giving him the business either. Have you noticed that? Like when the guy was because, grinding. Because they know he's going to come out on Sunday and bloodbath Dallas. Because Brady, you never have to question that when, he, when he plays. Was, yeah, but when he was grinding out, you know, win after win, throwing up records, being a stud, saying all the right things, being reserved. They shredded this dude every single week. That's now this guy's well, out here. The Patriots. Yeah, this guy's out here looking sound like a damn freshman in intro to freaking so psychology. <laughs> and, and, and everyone's like, ah, yeah. it's that's Through that's the, the new time. In the stars. <laughs> the, yeah, it's like good. What are you trying to impress what? your professor? What, what is that, doing? Tom? It's he's He's had some questionable uh, interviews as of late. He, he seems to not be like doing that well mentally. Uh, no, no. But I, I, I know say... that I know that in some way he will channel that into oh. absolutely killing other teams on the football field. So. I think at this point he's like, I got to do something to screw with my myself because I need some motivation because I I just have it all. He just I feel like at this point he needs something to fire him up. I don't know. Hundred percent. He's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna go out and throw for about six hundred yards this weekend. So. Yeah, and I mean the fact that it seems like all of this is a result of his undying desire to continue playing football <laughs> makes it scary because he's just going to be angrier while he's playing football. He's literally football god at this point. The all right, Connor, that's a that's a good place to end it. Um, Patriots Dolphins on Sunday, full NFL slate. Um, we get a little appetizer tonight. Uh, quite an appetizer. I can't wait to watch it. Um, yeah, let's let's get everyone after it. We're gonna have EMQ on Saturday. Uh, we'll be back here next week breaking down Patriots, Dolphins, everything that happens. Hopefully, oh. talking about a win. Oh God! And then going into going into Pittsburgh. Yeah, two 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 tough road games to start the year. So uh, we'll see if we can get off on the right foot on Sunday, one o'clock. All right, follow all our social media, everyone. Like and subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll see you next week. Let's go, Pats. Go Pats. Oh, 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 oh,